All right. Well, I'm excited about this new year. It's, it's a new year. Praise Jesus. And we're going to kick it off in a profoundly powerful way together through fasting and prayer. Get ready and stop eating. It's exciting, isn't it? Woo! So we did give you a heads up last week, and so we're engaging together. Uh, we haven't called a fast for a little while, actually. I was looking and, um, and, uh, at the last time that we fasted, and it was in 2019 that we fasted together, um, which I thought that we fasted in 2020 and then skipped 2021 because we did feel specifically not to call a fast in 2021 as we went into the year we prayed about it. But 2019, I don't know, guys. It's a good thing we're getting back to these disciplines following Jesus. That two years with no fasting, no wonder we've been so powerless. There, I got a couple of giggles. Thank you. Thank you. Gonzalo's got my back now. All right. But at any rate, if you want to get some encouragement about fasting, um, there is a great preach. One of the pastors at Christ Center, me, preached, um, and it's called An Invitation to Fast. So if you go to ChristCenter.com, you can go to the sermons, and you can go to Invitation to Fast, and there's some encouraging teaching on fasting, what it is, why we do it, a little more in depth, because I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about fasting this morning, but I am going to touch on it just a little bit, because I want you to be encouraged as we are uh, calling a fast um, for this week. So what we're going to do is after dinner tonight... We're going to start fasting, and then we will fast until next week where we'll break the fast with dinner. So Sunday to Sunday, dinner to dinner, fasting and praying. Now, here's the other part. We're kicking off the year with 40 days of concerted prayer. So we're praying together 40 days. We're going to go after it. We're all praying into one specific prayer point. Um, and in fact, why don't you go ahead and open up your little booklet of justice that we just gave you. And on the first page, I'm sorry, on the second page, we've already filled out one section there. And you'll see at the top it says stronghold slash prayer. We're going to talk a little more about that. But the first point of prayer is salvation. So we were asking, okay, Lord, we're going to have five different prayer points that we're specifically asking people to aim at for the next 40 days. But what's the one that we as a family that you want us to be focusing on that we are all like for sure praying into this one thing? And uh, we, we absolutely felt like... Well, that one thing would be salvation. You know, Lord Jesus told us, pray for more laborers because the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. And we know that Jesus came and said, I came not to, to condemn the world, but to save it. And we know it also says in John 3, 16, our Father has no desire that any should perish, but that all, that all should have eternal life through Christ Jesus. So it is absolutely appropriate that we're praying for salvations. And guys... Um, this is not a point of shame, but it is a point of, of interest, and we need to go after that, is that, you know what? There has been very few salvations in our tribe in the last few years. I'm going to say that again. There have been very few people that have gotten born again in regard to this family that calls ourselves Christ Center. And so that's worth praying into. That's worth us saying, whoa, wait a minute. You came to seek and save that which was lost. And, and our one number one thing is to share the good news of Jesus Christ and to see people come into the kingdom. How many of you guys know that Jesus said, unless you're born again, you can't even see the kingdom of heaven? And I think that one of the things that 
Um, I know for me that's been on my mind is watching a lot of the things going on in, in, in uh, current events. I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't understand how people are acting like this. This is crazy. And, and I was reminded, unless we're born again, we can't even see the kingdom of heaven. So we shouldn't be shocked when a whole bunch of people who can't even see the kingdom of heaven aren't acting like the kingdom of heaven. They can't even see it yet. So we can't ask people like, hey, start acting a lot more like Jesus. You're being a punk. And they're like, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. People have to be born again in order for us to expect that things would look better. People have to be saved. They have to be transformed. You know, you and I, do you remember how awesome we were without Jesus? But then he showed up and things got better and they're continuing to get better. So this is our prayer focus, salvation. And so we're going to be praying specifically into that. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I've got a couple of scriptures here that we're going to be, um, that we're going to be sort of springboarding off of. Um, Romans 10, 13 through 14. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not yet believed? And how are they to believe in him in whom they've never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? So just we're looking at that. It's a, it's a springboard for prayer, God, that you would give us boldness, that you would give us a heart to share the good news. And then 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. And so we're going to be praying some scriptures. I'm going to get into that in just a moment. But that's our focus that people would be born again, that God would grant repentance to those people around us whom we love and whom he loves that have not yet had the scales fall from their eyes and been able to see Jesus Christ, our Messiah. Amen? All right, so let me talk to you. I want to give you a couple of uh, thoughts on fasting. So we're kicking off the first week with fasting and praying for 40 days at the same time. So we'll end our fast on Sunday night, but we're going to keep on praying these specific er into these specific areas to see strongholds broken and to see breakthrough and power and answers to prayer. So we're going we're gonna to fill this out together. Actually, you've got your little booklet, and I think we gave you some pens. And if you need one, you can raise your hand, and we'll get you a pen. Um, but let's begin by talking about the fasting part. Um, if you weren't here last week, we did actually give you a heads up and handed out these little babies, and we put it on the website and whatnot. So we didn't want to spring a fast on you, show up on Sunday. Happy New Year. How are you guys doing? We're all fasting. Oh, I wasn't ready. So we, we gave everybody a heads up, but, um, but you know, y'all were Christmasing. So if you're hearing it for the first time, aren't surprises fun? So here's the, here's the, uh, here's the options that we laid out for fasting. Um, some, some of you are, are hardcore fasters. You've been fasting for a long time. You're super fast. Some of you are a little less fast. And uh, see what I did there? Okay. So the first one would be you're used to a water fast. You know what that is. That means you don't eat anything. You just drink water. And so that is the most common fast and, um, and is, very, is a very uh, important and helpful fast. But that might be a little hardcore for some of you. And so you know what? A really nice way to dip your toe in the water could be to do a Daniel fast. So that's option number two. A Daniel fast is to abstain from sugars and, sugar and sweets, meat, and alcohol. So you, you don't, if it's sweet, you're not eating it. If it's made from meat or came from meat, you're not eating it. And if it's alcohol, you're not drinking it. 
for the time that, uh, that we're fasting. And so that's a Daniel fast. And that's a really great way to start out a fast if you've never fasted before. You'd be amazed how challenging it is to just not eat sugar. Just sugar is a hard one. But uh, at any rate, but the Lord honors that. We know that when, when, uh, when Daniel, the, <laughs> the namesake of this fast, right? When he was in a spiritual battle for the future of Jerusalem, for Israel, he began to pray when he was in captivity. And he began to pray, and God immediately sent an answer to his prayer. But he fasted and prayed for 21 days during that time. And when the angel finally arrived, the angel said, Daniel, who is much esteemed in heaven, the minute that you started praying, an answer was sent to you. I was sent in answer to your prayer. However, the prince of Persia, the, the principality, the demonic principality, resisted me for 21 days. And, I had, and, I, and then Michael, the archangel, came and helped me. And now I'm here in response to your prayer. There was a spiritual battle that was going on. And as Daniel was fasting and praying, God was answering and overthrew that principality. Do you see that? See, there's a, there's a point of perseverance that happens when we engage in fasting. Fasting is a part of prayer. Would you just say that? Fasting is a part of prayer. See, when we fast, the fact that we are fasting is part of the prayer. We also pray. We also use words. So we're going to talk about both of those. But the fast itself is part of the prayer, and it does some extraordinary things. One, it does defeat the enemy. It disarms the enemy. But also, it causes us to abstain from our own strength. It, it, we, we actually step back from the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, and we, we step back from eating, we step back from enjoying those wonderful things that are a gift in life, but we say, you know what? Just like Job says in, in uh, Job 23, he says, I have treasured the words of your mouth more than my portion of food. Jesus said it a different way in Matthew. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. When we fast, we're saying, I need the Lord to answer. I need the word of the Lord to answer in this situation. And I need it a whole lot more than I need food. If, if like, I will die without God. And I'm going to set aside food because until he speaks, I cannot be satisfied. It's a profound thing. We grow in intimacy and sensitivity to God himself when we fast and pray. An incredible thing about fasting and praying is it actually builds up our faith and causes us to be more sensitive to God himself and his word. It increases our faith and we begin to believe even stronger. This happens during fasting and prayer that we will actually have the answer to our prayer. So it's a wonderful aspect of our relationship with the Lord. That doesn't mean it's easy. It is actually challenging. Uh, it's not impossible, but it is challenging. And you know, it's funny to think about something so simple could be so challenging. But at the same time, I, I don't think it should be lost on us that when Adam and Eve were deceived by Satan, it was actually their belly that got them in trouble. They lost that battle based on what they ate. They brought all the trouble that we've come into through trying to satisfy, through the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. They saw that it was good, that it was desirable. They ate it, and that brought all this trouble. And it shouldn't be lost on us that God has actually given us an opportunity that when we're praying for breakthrough, we actually bring breakthrough. We, we redeem things. We, we break through in prayer by doing the exact opposite, where we actually deny our belly and say, no, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Not my flesh be satisfied, but your kingdom come. Isn't that interesting? 
And when you get into this, guys, it is actually a battle. So whether, whether you're uh, just not eating sweets and alcohol and meat, you'll be amazed how much that your, your belly is just like, no, you can't do this. You're going to die. You're probably diabetic. You're probably anemic. You're probably a million different things. It's just, it would, the Lord doesn't want you to suffer. He doesn't want you to die. Like you'd be amazed at the rationalizations that will come upon you when you fast. There's also an enemy who's there who's like, do not fast. I don't need to get thrown down from my second heaven position where I'm destroying you and your people and all these areas that, that I've got them in bondage. He knows that when you and I fast and pray, he gets displaced and God dispatches angels to remove principalities and powers and see actual breakthrough. So you're, you can bet that he'll be right there to be like, oh, no, no, it's totally fine. Just take the ham. Take the ham out of the fridge. Smell the ham. Eat the ham. The Lord loves you. The Lord is bread. Get some bread. See? He's tricky like that, so expect that. It's going to come. The last on-ramp uh, here is a screen or social media fast. This might be a really fantastic on-ramp for some of you guys. I recommend that you just do it all. I mean, why not just do it all? Screen media and food. Bam. But, but, I would rather, I would rather that you set your heart to do what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do and then make sure you follow through with it than to start out with like, yeah, I'm going to be hardcore and I'm fasting it all, man. No food, no social media, no nothing. And then like six hours later, you're like, that was too hard. I'm, gonna, I'm not doing any of that. Follow what the Spirit of God is telling you. If it matters to you, it matters to him. When we deny ourselves, it is pleasing to the Lord that we're saying to him, Lord, I'm seeking your answer with all of my heart and I'm laying these other things down as a part of my prayer to show that that's true. Are you guys with me? All right, so that's a little bit about fasting. And that is what we're gonna do from tonight. After dinner, we start fasting. We'll break the fast with dinner next Sunday. Amen? Everybody got that part? All right, are you excited? Who's excited? Who loves some fasting? I know, right? I actually am a little sick at this point. I've fasted so many times and it's, I don't like fasting. I like the results of fasting. So it's like I get excited because my spirit goes, oh, Josh, you have been driving me crazy. I'm so excited you're going to finally dial it down, son, and we can get back to what we're supposed to be doing. Like, seriously, my spirit is excited. My body's already like, dude, eat a lot today because famine's coming. <laughs> so I've got a war going on right now. All right. Okay. So let's jump into this. So fasting, Jesus did it. Okay. First of all, that's the other thing. Jesus fasted and he said we would fast. So I want to so just jump forward now into this little booklet, which is going to be the tool that we use then for the next 40 days. And so this little baby is wonderful. It, uh, it, it's, it, it actually, it, no matter where you are, it works with, with or without Wi-Fi. It can fold up, fits in your pocket, purse. Um, if you have a writing stick, it will make marks on it. So this will be fantastic. This could be your friend. You could also take a picture with your phone and then just come up on your phone and use notes because we're going to do, we're going to be interacting with this thing for the next 40 days. So we're going to fill this thing out together. But what this, what this little strategy is, is a 40-day treatment, all right? There's something about 40 days that we see throughout the scriptures that's pretty incredible. Jesus, in fact, let's start with Jesus since we're all following him, right? He's the firstborn of many and we're the many. So how did Jesus defeat the enemy? Where do we see that first defeat happen? Well, it happens here 
in uh, Matthew chapter 4, and I'm just going to read this, and then we're going to do the same things. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Did you catch that? The Spirit of God led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry, and the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Same temptation with, with, uh, with Adam. Did you catch that? Hey, eat this thing. Eat this thing in a way that you're commanded not to. Jesus says, Absolutely not. He says, It is written. Say, It is written. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, and he set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and he said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. And then the devil gets into it and says, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you. On their hands they'll bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus said to him again, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give to you if you'll fall down and worship me. But then Jesus said to him, be gone, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. And then the devil left him and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. This is such a cool picture of spiritual warfare. So Jesus is fasting and praying for 40 days to be released into his ministry. He's fasting and praying for breakthrough in the earth. And as he's there, Satan comes and attacks him, tempts him with the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, which is what we all get tempted with. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. Man, I want to eat what I want to eat. I want to look at what I want to look at. And I want to grow as much pride and products as I can possibly get so that you all can think I'm amazing, right? Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. Jesus resists all of this and defeats the enemy, and he does it through prayer, and he does it through the scriptures. He says, Satan, it is written, man does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Jesus defeated Satan with the word of God, and we're exactly to do the same thing. You see, when we declare the scriptures, when we pray the scriptures, we're actually releasing the will of God in that situation. There are a lot of prayers that we can pray, and many of them are good, but some of them are not that great. But when we pray the scriptures, what's happening is we're actually being discipled by the scripture that we pray because we're, we're saying it and we're meditating on it. We're becoming like it. We washed by the water of the word. We're actually being transformed. We're being discipled by his word. But also we know that the word is a two-edged sword. It's the sword of God. And we actually defeat the enemy when we pull out that word. All of the power of heaven, every promise of God and God himself is there to cause that word to come to pass just as God said. He said, my word will not come back to me void having not accomplished that which it was sent to accomplish. When you and I declare the word, Satan is destroyed and all of heaven backs the word of God. Are you with me? So we do the same thing Jesus did. If it worked for Jesus, it's certainly going to work for us. I mean, we're not going to come up with a better strategy than the one he used. So he went after it. He went after it and he used the word of God. We're going to do the same thing. As we're going through this next 40 days, we're, we're picking out some scriptures so that you and I can be doing exactly what Jesus did, that we're declaring over these areas, not, 
nothing less than, let me just say it like this, nothing less than God's word in that situation, that it will come to pass as God says it will in that situation. Not my will be done, Lord, but your will be done. Not what the enemy has done but, or tried to do, Lord, but what you say about that situation. I'm declaring it. Are you guys with me? And when we speak things, when we speak, it is, it is, it is so powerful when we're speaking the word of God because he will fulfill the things that we declare. Are you with me? All right. So think about some of the things, too, in regard to perseverance, all right? This is a key thing for us. This next 40 days, what we're doing is we're going for breakthrough, to break strongholds that are in our lives, and to see the purposes of God happen in other people's lives. So, so we're going to walk through that in just a second. But I, I want to talk to you a little bit about how it works. First of all, there is this point of perseverance that is so important for us. You guys, the thing that most of us don't realize because we, we kind of get attacked in the same places. How many of you guys, you know, you usually get, you usually get your butt handed to you in the same area, right? That's, that's scriptural, that's Hebrew. Um, it's, and so what ends up happening is after a while you start to think like, man, like the devil is always winning in this area. Like, he must have so much firepower and strength to just keep me trapped in this one area. And you start to feel really outgunned, right? You start to feel discouraged. You start to feel like you don't have hope that that thing will ever change. And you, because you look back at your history and you're just like, well, it's always right flipping here. So obviously, man, he must have a lot of firepower. He must have a lot of strength in that area. I want to, I want to encourage you today. He doesn't. He doesn't. But... Because that's been a part of our history, what happens is we get a stronghold that's built up in our mind, and a stronghold is simply this. It's a place where we no longer have hope that things would change in that area. Or at very least, we have diminished hope that they'll change. All right? It's a place where we don't have hope that it can actually change. That's a stronghold in your mind. When you look at that place and you can't imagine that it will actually be getting better that will actually change. And you know, if you notice there's a lack of hope, you've got a stronghold in that area. And the enemy counts on that because the enemy, you guys, he has limited power. He has limited power. He is a short-term skirmisher. He can only skirmish for so long. And so what he's got to do is he's got to trick us into thinking that he just is holding this territory all the time. The reality is we outnumber Satan by billions. Only a third of the angels fell from heaven. Are you with me? We have the other two-thirds plus God himself on our side. Satan has his old burnout light bulb self and a third of the angels. And so all he can do is try to set up strongholds in our lives by coming in and telling you a lie, right? You're just a big fat dummy. And you're like, am I? And he's like, yeah. And he hangs out, spends five minutes until you're like, I am a big fat dummy. And he's like, okay, great. I'll check on you in six months. And when he shows up, you're still like, I'm a big fat dummy. I'm a big fat dummy. I'm a big fat dummy. And he goes, yeah, you're a big fat dummy. And then he's just working his rounds. They don't have the manpower to stick with us the whole time. Are you with me? They have limited resources. So when you and I actually engage with the enemy, when we engage and we go, next 40 days, all I'm going to do is punch you in the face. Every time, every day, three times a day, face punch. That's what's going to happen. And you know what I'm going to be having on my knuckles? 
the sword of the Lord. Like, I'm going to punch you in the face with it is written. And you just keep coming at me until your face gets tired. And the devil's like, oh, boy, okay. Uh, shoot, they figured it out. I'm a short-term skirmisher. But, but the devil's going to check. whatever, Because these demons, like, I don't think any of us have probably faced Satan himself, right? He's one person. He's not omnipotent. He can't be everywhere at once. He's, he's limited, okay? <laughs> so you, we've got, like, some lower-class demons that have been assigned to us, and they just check their rounds. They're like the... They're like the the bad milkman, you know, they show up, hey, fat and ugly, hey, never going to get ahead, hey, nobody likes you, hey, going to always be addicted to that thing, hey, unforgiveness, and we're just like, yeah, 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 okay, still doing that. But when you begin to push back, that enemy moves on and stops bothering you because it's like, man, there's this person, all they have for me is a punch in the face with the scriptures. Like, I'm not going to fight this anymore. The scriptures tell us that. It says, submit yourself to the Lord. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God, James 4. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Let your, um, humble yourself before the Lord, and he will exalt you. You see that? When we submit ourselves to the Lord and resist the devil, after a little while, he figures it out, and he's like, oh, I got to go. I got to go. This person, this person understands who they are in Christ. And this person is coming at me with the word of the Lord. And they will leave. But we have to persevere. And most of us, what happens... Uh, let, me, let, me, let me give it to you like this. Is anybody in here played Angry Birds? Yes, my Angry Birds people. I, I, yeah, I know. It, it's, I know, I'm dating myself. You're like, that game was like from 10 years ago. I still like it. Angry Birds, though, is a funny little game where you take these little birds, for those of you that haven't played Angry Birds take these little birds and you got a whole bunch of different kinds of birds and they all do a little something different and you're attacking these pigs with them so the pigs build all their little fortresses and they're over there and they laugh at you the little jerks right they're these little green pigs and they're like mm, 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 mm. and they like mm, 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 mm. and they're laughing at you every time and you sh so you got this this slingshot and you pull it back and you with your thumb on your little ipad or your phone and you fire these birds at them and they and they pop the pig and when it hits the thing, it goes head pop. And you're like, yes, it feels good. And so, you know, you keep going through the different levels. And when you get to the end of the level, then they got this big old fat king pig that comes out there. And he's fat and he's ugly. And he's like, eh, 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 eh. and you have to and hit him. But when you hit the king pig, he doesn't pop right away. See, he's got a big old life bar up there, right? And it's all filled in. And, and you have to like keep hitting him, keep hitting him. So the first one's like, poof, and he's like, eh, eh, poof, eh, eh, poof, eh, eh, poof, and then you run out of birds, and he goes, <laughs> and then you don't pass the level, and it's, it makes you furious, because you're like, ah, but if you have enough pigs, and you just keep hitting them, and you 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 keep hitting them, and, hitting them, and then pop, you pop his fat, ugly head, and he's gone, and you pass the level. That's what spiritual warfare is like. But most of us run out of birds. And we're just like, I tried so hard. I tried so hard. I went four days of praying and it was too much. And I have felt that. So let me not, you know, I'm having fun, but I'm mocking. I am mocking. I'm having humor. Okay, I'm having humor of us. But the truth is what we need to do is not give up. 
See, don't give up. It's all about perseverance. That's why we're going after this 40-day treatment, because for the next 40 days, what we're saying is, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of you coming after me. I'm coming after you now. Oh, you've been a stronghold in my family's life for as long as I can remember, making my life miserable? Oh, yeah, I know who you are. I'm talking to you. I'm not hoping that you don't show up. I'm telling you that I'm coming for you. And I'm bringing the scriptures, and I'm going to declare over you, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to punch you in the face three times a day till your head pops. And if you want to wonder what your future's like, it's me punching you in the face until you leave. That's what this is. But, but many of us, what we've experienced in these areas of strongholds is that we actually stop short, and then we think he's more powerful than he is. He's not more powerful. He just waits to see if you're going to give up. And so as we're going after this, we're not going to give up, are we? We're not going to give up. We're not going to give up. And here's what's, here's what's going to happen. He is going to flee. He is going to flee. That's a good word right there. So how does this work? Exactly like this. So we're going to pick a couple of scriptures. Now, the scriptures, as you know, are the sword of the Lord, okay? In uh, Ephesians 6, he says, take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance. Take up that sword and with all perseverance, keep praying and praying that scripture, praying that scripture, praying that scripture. And so we're going to do that. And our, our strategy together is we're going to begin then to go after some of these things. So go ahead and open it up here to your second page. And we've got the, uh, the first one is salvation. Now what I want, excuse me, what I want you to do is I want for you to put down a couple names of people that you're like, man, this person, I have just been, I have just been, they need Jesus. They just need Jesus. And I'm going to spend the next 40 days hammering on everything that the enemy has come against them. I'm going after that God would grant them salvation. I'm going after that the Lord would soften their heart. I'm going after praying for their salvation, that the Lord would grant them salvation. Amen? And I'm praying that the enemy, wherever he's deceived them, that, that the Lord would just release angels to destroy those works so that person can be saved. So that's what we're going to be doing for the next 40 days over salvation for those people. So go ahead and write down a couple of names. Oops. Oh my goodness. All right. Now, we've already got some scriptures here. Um, so as we're going through this, then what we're going to be doing is we're going to have these five different sections. So you'd be opening it up. Father, I lift up. I'm going to just make up a name here. I, Lord, I lift up Jim. God, I pray that even according to Romans 10, Lord, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Lord, I pray right now for Jim, for Jim God, that you that you, God, would grant him repentance, that he would call upon you and be saved. It is written, if you will call upon the Lord, you'll be saved. 
God, I thank you that you said, how then will they call on him who have, if, um, in whom they have not believed? How are they to believe in him if they've never heard? Lord, I just pray that everywhere Jim goes, that he would hear the gospel. I pray, God, that you give me boldness to share. I pray you give me opportunities to share with Jim, Lord, that you would just make it natural to lead into that, that he would even ask me next time we're together something about the faith so I can just share your goodness, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that, that uh, Father, I thank you that you're not slow in fulfilling your promises as some count slowness, but you're patient, God, not wishing that any would perish. Lord, I know that you desire that Jim wouldn't perish, God, but that he would reach repentance. It is written, the Lord desires that you wouldn't perish, Jim, but that you would reach repentance. I bless you in Jesus' name to know God as he is and to know yourself as he knows you in Jesus' name. Amen. That's it. That's it. I mean, you're going to say it your way. But you're just going to pray that prayer. You're going to let the Spirit of God cause you to pray that prayer, pull that sword out, defeat the enemy, implore from God his desires over Jim's life. And then you're going to go to your next thing. So go ahead and turn the page. And now what we're going to do, as I just said a minute ago, a stronghold is a place in your life where hope is lacking. You look at that situation and it is hard for you to think that things might be different in that area, okay? And it doesn't have to be as narrow as that. It can be a little wider as that, but it's under the influence of some hopelessness. So what I want you to do is pull out your pen. This one's for you. This is a stronghold in your life where you're like, Lord, I need breakthrough in this place in my life. This is you and Jesus. And I'll share you with you guys what mine is. Mine's gluttony. I am a seven in the Enneagram. The answer to how much is enough is a little bit more. It's always just a little bit more, whatever it is. And I got some real breakthrough last year with this. But then, you know, I kind of worked my way back. So I'm going after this thing again. I'm going to get breakthrough. So I'm going after gluttony. It's just a little bit more, just a little bit more. And so I'm going to, I've, I've written that down. So you go ahead, something, some area, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it's whatever, it's whatever it is. You and the Lord know. Write down that area where you need breakthrough. It could be a relationship where you're just in a rut with a person. It could be, um, it could be unforgiveness. It could be fear. It could be anxiety, worry. You know, there's, you know, you know your own soul. But whatever that area is that the Lord would just bring up to you right now, so go ahead and write that down. And then what we're going to do now is we're going to use the Google. Pull out your smartphone. The, um, the Google is going to be redeemed by us today. You guys, the Google, as I'm enjoying calling it today, um, is the best way to find scriptures. If you ever are having a really hard time finding the address for a scripture and you can just remember like a portion of it, Put it in the Google. The Google will tell you exactly where it is. Also, in wonderful times like these, it's a great resource because there are so many people that have gathered some fantastic lists of scriptures for things just like this. So there's a couple things we want to do here as we're looking for scriptures in regard to this. So you might put um, scriptures about, so for me, we're going to use my example, scriptures about gluttony. Don't do that one because you're going to do your own search. And so I pulled that up, and I found a really good one. And it was, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. And I will not be mastered by anything. Isn't that a great scripture? 
So I'm going to be praying that over myself. So that's one of the scriptures I picked for myself that I found with the help of the Google. So what I want you to do right now um, is go ahead, pull out your smartphone, and with whatever it is that your stronghold was, go ahead and pull, up a, pull it up and do a search right now. Just put scriptures about that area. Look for ones as well that you can pray in the positive. So for instance, a really good one for me um, is... Well, that one was in the positive, right? Not all things are lawful. Um, I will not be mastered by anything. But another one is, but the fruit of the Spirit is kindness, patience, and self-control. So I'm going to be praying that over this area. It is written, the fruit of the Spirit is patience, kindness, and self-control. Lord God, I thank you over this area. I release the fruit of the Spirit in this place, and I rebuke this spirit of gluttony, this stronghold in my life. I will walk in what Christ has said. So you see what I'm saying? So you're looking for some some of those scriptures you can pray in the positive as a declaration you're praying it over your life i'll stop talking now you guys search for some scriptures for your for your area oh you need a pen oh you're a googler Just take another minute and let you get those in. And if, if you run out of time, just put the reference, and then you can write out the scripture a little bit later after this, this particular meeting. So, the next one, I would encourage you to be looking at another space 
that you're looking for that maybe is a positive, where you're looking for, um, like, Lord, I'm asking for you to move in this area. So, for instance, um, it might be something in, in uh, like, your workplace or someone that you're with where it's like, Lord, we need, we need you to bring a solution to this situation. I'm focusing in prayer on that situation. Um, it might be a relationship, you know, uh, with a friend or what have you, but you're, you're targeting that specific, um, th- that specific place in relationship to your life. So just um, let God speak to you about that, an area that you want to take for the next 40 days and just say, God, I'm asking you to move in this situation. Um, got you've got two more that are there and I'm just gonna leave those to you it might be something I know a lot a lot of people uh, from first service were talking about you know they're praying into that God would bring um, peace and protection and and continue to help us to move forward as a nation so they went really you know out in that direction like God we pray that you would cause there to be a restoration of of, of freedom and peace and, and, and communication between humans. And, um, you know, so there might be something in your mind there that you can go after and you're going to find some scriptures for that um, that are outward. But it's, it's just completely open. You might have a couple, for some of you, it may be that you've got a couple more strongholds in your own life that you're just saying, Father, I need you to move in, in these areas. So whatever it is, just take the time, if you would today, to go ahead and, and fill those in and then find those scriptures that you're gonna be praying, that where you're able to say, it is written. And so, so, so we're gonna, together for the next 40 days, we're gonna be pulling these out, we're gonna be praying through these three times a day. So most of us, you know, when you get up and have your quality time, most people have it in the morning, but whenever it is, that might be a good time to pray through this, that could be the first one. Second one is, you know, you've already got it in your back pocket or what have you, pull it out at lunch, take a minute, pray through it. Um, maybe during dinner, maybe after dinner, whatever, pray through it again. But here's the, the last step. We've got some notes in the back here. And what you want to do is take just, just, you know, day one, D1, write a sentence or a paragraph, not a ton, just a sentence or a paragraph of what you're seeing or perceiving. So the Lord might be saying something to you right there. But each day, take a minute just to journal a sentence to track progress on this because here's the thing what we don't want to do is quit early and not pop that piggy's little head okay we're going to pop some heads of these stupid strongholds in our lives we're going to see the enemy get destroyed in these areas we're going to see answers to prayer so what we want to do is we want to stay consistent and keep hitting that thing with prayer until we get breakthrough so it's persevere 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 and so this just aids us in doing that, that at the end of each day, you're just writing a little sentence in your booklet, man, here's what I noticed today. I'll just share real quickly um, from, like I said, uh, the last time that I did this, um, day one, prayed scripture, 
uh, peace and confidence. I'm rejoicing in, oh, and I almost started to tell you this story, right? I'm rejoicing in, you should see the other guy. I'll, I'll finish with the story. Did I share that with you guys? You should see the other guy. Okay, we'll finish with this story, and then we'll go out there and just go after it. At one point, um, I'm borrowing from Ed Silvoso, this particular, um, uh, this 40-day this treatment is something that, that he teaches on and compiled, and I just love it. It's so practical. Are you guys loving it so far? We haven't even started yet, and it's good stuff. But at any rate, at one point, he was just talking about uh, a time when he was working, he was praying through something, and he's just, he's just getting, he's just getting it beat. You know, you know, sometimes you're just, you're cruising along, and all of a sudden, you just get hit with a wave of discouragement. Like, am I even saved? Like, does God even listen? Is this whole thing a joke? You are invisible. I've never seen you. You know, just like, you go from everything's going good to I don't even know if I'm saved. You know, and you're just winded. You're like, do you even listen to prayers? Maybe everything's already set. Maybe fatalism is the answer. You know, you just, you're weak, you're, you're exhausted. And, and in that moment, you know, we've all felt that moment, right? Just that, just, it's always going to be like this. It doesn't matter. In that moment, Ed was having one of those moments that we have. And he goes, God, I just feel so beat. I feel so tired. I don't think I can go on. I can barely make it another step, much less another prayer. And I, I, don't, I don't even know if it's working. I don't even know if this is working. And the Lord said, you should see the other guy. Now, any of you guys, you ever run into somebody, right? They got a black eye. And, and you're like, what happened? And they're like, oh, you should see the other guy. Like, you think this is bad? This is the one shot he got. He's still sleeping from what happened to him. Right? You guys, Satan is working from a limited position. He can't even one-on-one -on -one with us. We have unlimited resources. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us and is forming Christ in us. In Christ, all things are yes and amen. Jesus said that he would complete the good work that he began in each of us. We have unlimited birds, and he's only got a couple pig heads. All right? We, if, we, if we don't quit, we will win. When you and I are running out of gas, we literally can say, Lord, I am so tired. Would you, by your Holy Spirit, give me just a few more prayers? Because if I'm about to collapse, I'm, man, I can't even imagine what the other guy looks like right now. Are you with me? You see... Satan is going to be destroyed in the lake of fire. The Bible says he knows his time is short. Did you know that you and I literally have, literally, using the word literally, literally have all the time in the world? We are immortal, guys. We're going to live forever in Christ Jesus. It's like, come at me, bro. Like, oh, you got time? That's fine. I'm going to live forever. You're actually going to die when, say, when God throws you into the lake of fire. And I'd be perfectly happy to punch you in the face until that day. So come at me because Christ is in me. I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to quit. And even when I think I might quit, he loves me so much, he's going to prop me back up and start punching you through me. I will never quit. So just, let's just go. I'm calling you out. I will never quit. You have to quit. You're limited. I'm limitless. And that's the fight we're picking. You should see the other guy. So when you get through this, and you feel like picking up that cheese sandwich or whatever it is, just wait. You're going to make it. Just think, oh, man, you should see the other guy. If, if my hands are shaking, you should see the other guy.
When we keep praying through this month and you get discouraged, then you go, wait a minute, if I'm this discouraged, he must be that scared. He must be this far from going down if he's having to pull out all the stops. You should see the other guy. All right? Shall we do this? All right. Father, I pray you would bless this incredible people with your Holy Spirit. God, we look forward to tearing down strongholds and every thought that lifts itself up against the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that you would bring to mind to, uh, the specific strongholds as well as points of prayer that you have for each of these saints in this room. God, I pray that you would direct our, our footsteps as we choose some scriptures to declare and, and, to, and to pray over the next 40 days. I pray that you would speak to us clearly, Lord, for what thing it is that you want us to fast this next week. And I pray that your kingdom come and your will be done, Lord, that it would be on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, happy new year. If you need some prayer, we'll be up here. We'd love to pray for you. Otherwise, go out there and give them heaven. <laughs>